Hello, my name is Ben. And I'm Nora. And we are the hosts of the Too Vague podcast this week. How is everything in Chicago? Really hot. Oh. And muggy? But not as hot as... Hot and muggy, yeah. Not as hot as uh, Tucson. No. <laughs> but uh, I, dry heat, you know, yeah, in Tucson. Exactly. Evaporative cooling works. Yeah, yeah. But you said that the humidity is a little bit more because monsoon. Monsoon season. Be, yep. Yeah. It officially started on the 15th of June, you know, and now uh, it's going to be going for the next, I guess, three months until September <laughs> of around the same yeah. time. But that's when we get most of our rain. We do get some rain during the wintertime sometimes, but most of our rain yeah. comes during the monsoon season. And then it's just uh-huh. a function of where we're located and how the, we have mountain ranges surrounding Tucson. So right. it's very interesting right. weather sort of stuff. But we're not going to be talking about weather. No, I guess not. No, we're going to be talking about a thing that is up in the sky. An airplane? No, not an airplane. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. If you watch the movie uh, Moonfall, it might. Yeah. Did you Did you hear about that movie, Moonfall? Yeah, I think yeah, so. It's The whole story revolves around it being a constructed, the, the moon is constructed and it's got some sort uh. of AI inside it. And when people visited the moon the first time, they discovered uh, this and it's basically okay. deteriorating in orbit and it's gonna crash into the earth and but it's actually like it's hollow so so the moon apparently is hollow okay the, the moon okay. landing was was not faked but it the moon is hollow and not made of cheese but anyway <laughs> so yeah. our word today is the word moon moon when I say the word moon do you have anything that comes to mind? Well, it's a rhyming word that's used a lot in really bad poetry and song lyrics. Yeah. Because there's so many words that rhyme with it. There's like mooning over someone. And by that, I mean being in love or whatever with yeah. someone. Yeah. And act, uh, act in a dreamy, uh, infatuated manner. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I, I never yeah. used that meaning before, but it sounds like I, you have. Well, I think it's a, an age thing. I think it was more more used uh, when I was younger. Okay. Uh, actually, I'd even go into my parents' generation, you okay. know, and say that they, they might have used that. Yeah. But um, there's that. There's, of course, there's that big thing in the sky. Right. Which um, is smaller than Earth, but it bigger than everything else in the sky except the sun right uh don't quote me on this science nerds but i believe yeah. that the diameter of the moon is one quarter the diameter of the earth i think it's something like that yeah, yeah. i think i've read that where would we we be without wikipedia hmm. oh we'd have google okay yeah the moon diameter is 2159 miles Okay. And Earth diameter is 7,917.5 miles. So, yeah, it's about that. Roughly a quarter. What did, I heard that the moon's diameter is approximately Australia's length. Oh. And huh. so that kind of gives you a visual. Yeah. Kind of. Like, we really know how big Australia is, but, uh, we. I mean, you know, you. but it gives you an idea. Something on Earth that's big. Australia length in miles, 2.97 million. What? Australia length in miles? No, it's actually, that's miles squared. Never mind. Oh, it's area. Yeah. Length, distance east to west. That's what we're going to go with. Right. That is 2,500 miles. That's an interesting little tidbit of information. Yeah. So, the diameter of the moon is is slightly less than uh, if you were to go from east to west on Australia. Wow. Right. Did you teach that? No, I just picked that up recently. Oh, okay. Uh, but that would have been a good thing to to have taught because it's it's a visual that the kids oh, yeah. could have uh, seen kind of some of the, well the smarter ones. <laughs> There's no way to actually, you know, unless you're a distance away. I mean, you know, you can see it on the globe. So that's a good visualization. You see the length of it on the globe and then you can use that 
to adjust the size of your moon based if you're making like one of those mobiles or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> but right. anyway, the moon. So those are the two things you think of when you think of the moon? Uh, moon pies. Moon pies. No. What's a yeah. moon pie? Oh, it's it's something from the south, I think. I mean, we have it other places, but it's it's like, you know, ding dongs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking to one right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ding, well, you know, I mean, they're like chocolate cakes with white stuff in the middle. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's what it, that reminds me of a moon pie, but a moon pie is, is more specific. You can get different flavors. Okay. It's a cake on the top and the bottom and marshmallowy fluff on the inside. I gotcha. And it's a brand, right? Isn't it a brand? No. It oh. might be a brand, but if you, uh, uh, like if you look up moon pies, online they'll give you a recipe moon pie recipes they'll yeah they've got a moonpie.com but that is for the thing that i'm talking about which is right, right the moon pie brand established apparently in 1917 but anyway that's oh. not the moon pie that you're speaking of but when i think of ding dongs that's what i think I, you know, like i think of those like little debbies or or whatever these right, little right snack cake things right that are cobbled right. together with graham crackers and chocolate uh, and whatever yeah um, yeah 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 and i do see some homemade moon pie recipes i learned it by watching all of those um cooking shows <laughs> oh the but the, kind the, the british amateurs the that. british bake-off ones they, or yeah the, yeah okay well that is so, that could be a, they have some where they feature americans oh, okay uh, but these are these are other ones okay okay because uh, it seems like the british bake-off that would be a little déclassé for them yes it would be it would <laughs> like, be, unless ugh. they could find some fancy french name for them right, you know right <laughs> le moon pie yeah right <laughs> anyway like i said i think it's a southern more of a southern um desserty thing delicacy <laughs> <laughs> snack snack sweet yeah. snacks yeah cake snack yes yeah interesting i'd only known the hostess you know brands of stuff but it, it makes sense like any one of those companies would make similar things right like little debbie makes a whole bunch of different right. things that are similar to hostess that are also similar to you know this moon pie brand but also right you know i didn't quite know about the south moon pie definition I think that's what I remember, but no. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I'm kind of going, okay. No, that's fine. We don't score here at the Two Vague Podcast. <laughs> is, uh, is that it? Well, yeah. You know, well, that big thing in the sky, I already right. mentioned that. Right, which, which you taught a little bit about in your, or you didn't teach yes. about it. You taught a little bit about I, it. I taught a little bit about it, and I learned a whole bunch about it, because when you teach, you learn a lot. Oh, yeah. So. so that's one thing that this research for the show has proven to me. Oh, is yeah. Just doing some simple research, which is a lot easier than going to the library these yes, days, yes. right? Yeah. That's one of the benefits if you can if you can validate the source and, and all those things. Okay, so, Moon, yeah. the natural satellite of a planet. That's what yes. the noun is. But the and, name of ours is? moon right you didn't mention one of the verbs which is to expose one's buttocks to someone in order to insult or amuse them <laughs> um well i i was thinking when i said moon over someone that someone might take it that way yeah <laughs> out of school bus uh, yeah. window you know that would be above i would be willing to bet and i'm not profiling personality I would be willing to bet that dad mooned someone at some point in his life, maybe multiple times mooned someone. I really, I don't know about that. You don't think that. so? He's done so many other things. <laughs> um, um, yeah, because I never, I mean, I, you know, that's just never you know, been yeah. in my sense of humor. Although I would probably laugh if someone just dropped trow in front of me and right, showed me the right, butt, right. talks. Right. It might be that he may have done that in some of his days when he was under the influence of alcohol yeah. with his buddies. It seems like a kid thing. I mean, you know, like younger right. kid thing to do, but, right. but 
Right. There are plenty of adults that I've seen who (laughs) who do that or whatever. So there's that. There's, I think that's, yeah, that's about the definition for moon. And one of the other questions that I, I have a list of questions for you. Okay. I have a question for you too. Oh, okay. Do you want to ask me the question first or do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I have heard about people called uh, uh, looking like they have a moon face. Somebody is moon faced. And I never could figure out what that means. Okay. Does does that mean their face is big and round, or does it mean it's a crescent, like uh, Jay Leno's? <laughs> might, you know, <laughs> I'm serious. I I never knew what moon face meant. Did I look it up so I could talk about it? No. Apparently, moon face is oh, is not a medical diagnosis. No, um, no it, just- it happens when excess body fat or fluid makes a person's face appear very round. Okay. Okay. So that was one of my guesses. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Other causes include Cushing syndrome, hypothyroidism, weight gain. Okay. Okay. Uh, One common cause of moon face, according to medicine news today, is a prednisone, which is a steroid. Oh, yes. And other medications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just never, I would never, that's the thing with with these, like that, I would never, I would be afraid that I would insult someone if I could. Exactly, exactly. That's what I, yeah. And so I was always wondering what, if it's possibly insulting someone, what is, what do they mean? But now I have an idea. Good, good, good. What's the problem with just seeing it's a round face? I mean, I don't, you know, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Having yeah. an exceptionally round face. Why do you have to put a label on it by calling it moon face? Right. It's right. like, I don't know, <laughs> calling someone an anchor spleen. <laughs> That's when your spleen yeah. looks like an anchor. That's when you have an anchor yeah, right, spleen. Right, right, right. Yeah, you anchor spleen, you. Your yeah. mother had an anchor spleen. <laughs> we actually, one of the questions we did, uh, you know, with that whole moon face thing, what phrases can you think of involving the word moon? But we've already covered oh. that, it looks like. So, well, and do you, do you think of any other phrases? Uh, that's pretty much where my brain had gone yeah. for all the different things. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Are there any creative works like movies, paintings, songs, books that you think of when you, when I say the word moon? Well, of course, the one that was done in the teens or something. I can't remember the name of the guy who did it, the photographer who did it. Um, they made a movie about him. A Trip to the Moon, you're talking about, correct? Yes. George, George Meli- I'm going to butcher That's this. That's his name. George yes. Melis. Melis? Something like that. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. He's the one. He's the one. Yep. Um, in 1902. Was it 02? Wow. Yep. Yep. Okay. And so I always see this big smiling face with a, a rocket in its eye. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's what I, when I think of, I don't know, moon, movies about the moon. And it was about this bunch of chorus girls going you know, to the moon or whatever. Yeah. Whatever I've never, yeah, I've, I've heard about it. I've never seen it. Uh, but apparently it was also Jules Verne inspired. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it does seem like that kind of interesting. I guess if if things right. were, are you familiar with Jules Verne's works? Was Somewhat. it Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea or whatever? Yeah. Is that is that yeah. Jules Verne? And that's the first one that came to mind. Okay. So okay. it must be because we both thought of. You could very easily like Disney had Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea as one of their rides at some point, right? Right. right. What would a a trip to the moon ride look like? That might be interesting. Or like you would yeah. you would put it in Euro Disney in the French Disney maybe you'd have a ride that's a trip to the moon ride. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I don't know how exciting it would be. But. <laughs> what I think of is one of my favorite movies, which I may or may not have mentioned, which is called Outland, uh, which takes place on the moon Io, um, which is okay. a moon of Jupiter, and it's yeah. a mining colony. Sean Connery is the main actor. Exactly. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Possibly. I know. I just know I've seen the posters. Okay. I do an impression of Sean Connery from that movie. He has a shotgun. He cocks it and he goes, think it over. <laughs> it was a 1981 film that was, let's see, Sean Connery, Peter Boyle. Oh, God. Remember Peter Boyle? No. Oh, okay. Outland was... 
and has been described. I didn't know that it was officially this. I just liked it because it felt like a Western, right? But apparently, that's exactly what it what it was, was a retelling of the movie High Noon in space is what Outland actually is. And now it makes perfect sense. So Okay. But Sean Connery plays, he is, uh, you know, like a lawman, like a marshal on this colony. And people are dying and he, you know, is trying to figure out what the problem is and, and you know, kind of doing his is casework and then finds out that the head of the mining operation is behind the whole thing and he you know uh-huh, basically uh-huh. says you should have you should take the money and look away and Sean Connery doesn't do that Ooh, he kind yeah. of Peter Boyle's character kind of alludes to the fact that he has taken bribes before the thing that i get from the movie is He's been on the wrong side of the law before, and then now he's right. kind of standing right. up for the right side of the law. Um, okay. And it also features one of the worst acting jobs by some kid playing his son. Oh my gosh, it is awful. The, the rest of the movie is fabulous as far as the acting goes, but this kid. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody. Horrible. Huh. Like, you know, noticeably horrible. Anyway, so, yeah. yeah. If any of you out there have not seen the movie Outland, I highly recommend it. Okay, um, I know who Peter Boyle is too. Okay, I, it just didn't um, click at first, but yeah. yeah, I know who he is. Okay, yeah. So that's what I think of as far as any kind of movie or media. And another one that I think of is coming up after this question, which okay. this question is: Did you watch the? Uh, the moonwalk on television. I mean, I know you're you're of that age, so yeah. Um, uh, it would. Uh, my dad and Tom and mom did. Okay, but it didn't interest you at the time. You know, I don't think so. I was. I mean, yes, of course it interested me. Of course, but I was dating my first husband at the time and we were both living in Chicago. It was 69. Right. And I, you know, um, I mean, I, I married Stan in 70, right. 1970. So it's, um, we were both living up here separately, of course, because you know, our moms wouldn't like it anyway. (laughs) But they, but they knew you were married. Yeah. We weren't married. But it was during, it was okay, you're we talking about married. during the moon land. Gotcha. You were, yes, you, yes, yeah. yes. And I don't, I honest, I think I just saw it on news later. Okay, okay. But I know, I mean, Tom and dad and stuff were just. Really uh, into it. Yeah, 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 very much, very much so. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of an equivalent for Generation X, and the only thing I can think of is the space shuttle missions, you know. That was right. that was more the the iconic thing in my day and age. Not necessarily the moon, but you know, space exploration. Space, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I don't know. I mean, I think the newer generations uh, now with SpaceX and you know, um, I don't like mentioning oh, no. Tesla guy too much, but I know, right, right. Elon Musk's you know kind of. Yeah venture into space and the international space station i think it's still and we talked to paul about you know his love of right space right. sort of things so his generation being the one after mine i think it, it's still something that people are interested in yeah although there are still people who think the earth is flat and all this right, ridiculous right, right. stuff but let's not get into that okay so here here's the question that is coming out of out of left field for you okay have you ever watched The Wizard of Oz and Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon album together simultaneously? Wait, watched The Wizard of Oz and listened to? Correct. Okay. No, but that sounds like it could be fun. Well, yeah. That was one of those things. Okay, so allegedly this was something that someone mentioned that they sync, they sync up 
in such a way oh. as to the, like the titles of the songs and the lyrics and the feelings of the, the music all line up, which is kind of odd considering that uh-huh. the Pink Floyd album, Dark Side of the Moon, is about, I don't know, it's like an hour less than the actual movie. But yeah. allegedly, that's, you know, that's what they line up. And it started oh. this article written by Charles Savage from August of 1995, uh-huh. an, an edition of the Fort Wayne Journal Gazette. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure it's actually your Fort Wayne, but I can't remember any other Fort Waynes. Uh, it Generally, Fort Wayne is the one in Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Um, he suggested that readers watch the 1939 film while listening uh-huh. to the 1973 album. Right. Okay. According to this article, allegedly the idea was first shared online in a Pink Floyd news group. But I remember hearing it in high school that this was, and you know, one of those kind uh-huh. of things that gets passed around is, uh, what, what do they call that stuff? It's like... See, I want to say urban legend, but that's not it. But well, that's it's, the kind of idea. Yeah, I think it is actually urban legend. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what it is. Yeah, it's kind of like they yeah. sync up together. It's like you know, if you listen to the Led Zeppelin album backwards, you're gonna, I don't know, right, 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 right. But but I mean, I think with that, your brain wants to see patterns, right? So if yeah. you are if you are doing these things together, right. you're you're paying attention more to you're paying more attention to the music as it relates to the real. Yeah. The you're looking, you're screen. going, Oh yeah. Look, yeah, look, that fits. Look, right. That fits, right. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Instead of going, what, what are they talking about? Right. Yeah. I mean, I sure it works both ways. I think, you know, there are people who go, Oh, this is ridiculous. And they are looking for ways in which it doesn't line up. I mean, just, yeah. I haven't done it uh, myself, but apparently Alan Parsons, who was yeah. the engineer of that album, uh, denied any connection, saying that the band, one, one, they had no means of playing the videotape uh, at the studio while they were recording. And he called it, and I quote, a complete load of eyewash. <laughs> Which I've never heard. Oh, I've never heard that no. before. A complete, I never have a complete load of <laughs> eyewash. Yeah, that is strange. I guess they're too fancy to use the word hogwash, so they use eyewash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Well, do you know Alan Parsons? Uh, yeah, I'm familiar not with personally. his. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, not... <laughs> yeah. He he did have a hit in yeah. the '80s, and I can't think of the name of it, but I can sing it. And then also the didn't uh, the Alan Parsons project do project. They did the song for the Bulls opening theme music, I think. Yeah. Too. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. I don't yes. remember the name of the song, but I remember that it's like it's right. a very. I've got the album. Oh, okay. I've got the album somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Mom's brother was kind of you know in his teenage, getting into college years when I was younger, and he yeah. brought for mom a bunch of kind of like new hip records for as a gift, and right. one right. of those quote-unquote new hip records was the Alan Parsons project iRobot and I really oh. like I really liked the the keyboards I was kind of a keyboard guy from from uh-huh. you uh-huh. know electronic sounds and like those things that's really interesting I really like Alan Parsons uh, project yeah uh, and I didn't even know you knew who he was oh yeah no because I thought he was just out of your um uh time period kind of yeah yeah. I, I mean, maybe a little, I mean, as, you know, as a, as a sound engineer, definitely, but as part of the project, you know, I, I am yeah. familiar with some of his work. Oh, this is a, oh, yeah. Okay. This is interesting. Detractors argue that the phenomenon is a result of the mind's tendency to find patterns. So it, it seems obvious to me that that's the reason why people are saying yep. that it syncs yeah. up. That's what I think. Film critic Richard Roper published his assessment of the phenomenon referred to as the dark side of Oz. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to judge Roper based on his uh, dark side of Oz, but yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Anyway, 
he noted the the length being shorter and then also all the stuff that we talked about before the band had no resources and maybe there was something that was you know psychologically you know you see patterns and it's yeah you know like when people plagiarize i think some some you can you can make a an argument that you know, sometimes people plagiarize without realizing they're plagiarizing. They think yes. it's their idea, right? Right. I agree. I agree. That, yeah. that does happen. But but um, I mean, something like a musical soundtrack, a whole album being written about something, that would just, you know, and, and that would be from memory, right? It wouldn't be like you're watching the movie at the same time. It's like that, that right, seems right. next to impossible. But Right. It would be someone having to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's next to impossible. I agree. (laughs) A little too much. And speaking of music, I was going to say that one of the things I think of, I think I sent, I sent you the, the, the song, which I don't know if you listened to or not. I did. Oh, okay. Are you not in, it's, it's acid jazz. It's very electronic-y. I don't think it's up your, up your alley. It's it's not. It's not. I like a lot of electronics. Uh, kind of stuff, but that just didn't uh, grab me too much. Yeah. The band's name is Jamiroquai. One of the most popular songs that Jamiroquai did was a song called Virtual Insanity. I think that was the top. Um, oh, okay. The, the, their style has always been, it's called acid jazz, partially in funk. So it's kind of a combination of those things. When Jamiroquai became the band that they are okay. that's that's kind of like there was a movement in london to do things that oh. were electronic jazzy sounding things so that is oh okay yeah and i did go to one or two acid jazz nights at the uh hotel congress they they had a regular acid jazz night huh but they just played the same stuff over and over again yeah right <laughs> right, right. right like yeah, you, we don't you have go, a lot of it right exactly yeah. But anyway, so yeah, what I think of is the song by Jamiroquai that they did for a movie called Titan A.E. Titan A.E. is a movie that came out in 2000, which was directed by and animated by Don Bluth, but directed also in part by Gary Oldman. And it was a movie about a kid going to space and his dad dies and he's finding out, you know, there's this... It's uh, AE is alternate Earth, and it's it's just a sci-fi sort of adventure. But there is a song called "Everybody's Going to the Moon," so yeah. that's what I think of. Which I still like. I mean, the Jamiroquai came out with an album. Um, the main guy in Jamiroquai, the front man and singer, is a guy named J.K. Oh, <laughs> that's actually his. <laughs> his name is J J Y K A Y J.K. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And this is like well, but they formed in 1992, so that's always been like his his name before. You know. Yeah. We, yeah. We started using J.K. as j- just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, right, right, right. But, but anyway. They have a an album that came out in 2017 that is very reminiscent of a lot of the stuff that I loved in the late 90s, early 2000s. So, yeah. Huh. Jamiroquai made a couple of songs for movies. Unfortunately, like uh, AE was not received well. <laughs> um, uh. It was kind of a flop at the box office. But... There was also another song that they did for the Godzilla movie that starred Matthew Broderick. <laughs> oh, oh. And Jean Reno. Oh, my God, yeah. Jamiroquai did a song for, for that movie that was really good, too, but it's also the same thing. It's a very funky kind of vibe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So. Well, maybe I'll listen to it again, because I just listened through, like, once. It's not for everyone. It's, it's you know, like, be, people connect with different kinds of music. and right. Right. Generally, I connected to electronic stuff, but the the funk part of it and the acid jazz part of it kind of right. appealed to me. Regular jazz, not so much. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. But well, there's a lot of different kinds. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, we were talking about the moon. Yes, the moon. And and all its splendor. Yeah, and tidal pulls and and. Uh, it, which uh, the sun also helps with that gravitational pull, yeah. even though everybody 
it's the moon mainly, but the sun, it needs the sun also. And it also impacts tides, right? Yes. I didn't do the research on the tides stuff, but I know that. Right, right, right. Yeah, it it does. It's a gravity thing, I think, gravity pull. One of the fun facts I have listed here is for the word honeymoon. Oh, yeah. The word honeymoon itself is derived from the Scandinavian practice of drinking mead or fermented honey during the first Uh month of marriage measured by one moon cycle in order to improve the likelihood of conception. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. It depends on how much mead you would drink, I suppose. Why don't they just say get drunk and get pregnant? You know, that's... Yeah, or... Get drunk and just lay there and not be able to do anything. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, let's get on to, I mean, it's more interesting to talk about the moon proper. Did you see the uh, the full moon that occurred on Tuesday? No, I didn't. I was interested in it. And I always think someday I'm going to go out and look. Yeah. I just don't remember it. It was a super moon, a full strawberry. Yes. Or strawberry super moon. As of June 14th at 7.52 a.m. Oh, I'm sorry. 11.52 GMT. <laughs> yeah, that was the full strawberry supermoon. Yeah. Do you know why it's called a supermoon? <laughs> or do you know what a supermoon is? Yeah. Actually, I think I might have read something about it at one time, but I forgot. Uh, supermoon is a full or new moon that coincides with perigee, which is the, okay. the, the point at which a, an object in an elliptical orbit is the closest to whatever it's rotating around. Okay. So yeah. That's, yeah, okay. that's what that is, is okay. a supermoon. Right. So when it's like close to that yeah. is when they call it a supermoon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because I think, People would think it appears bigger because it's closer, right. but I've read that that isn't true. So, so what have you what have you read about it? Um, not much. Are you just thinking the mathematics about it? Is it like how it looks larger because of certain? Uh, yeah, and I don't remember geometry. what I. I yeah, I don't remember it. I just remember reading something that said that it didn't just because. It is physically closer. That doesn't make it bigger. Right. Uh, probably because it's not uh, proportion-wise, it's it, it's too small of a uh, uh, difference. Yeah. So, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, but, and then also, right? The, what? How do you handle the the South Pole? I don't know. <laughs> the oh. different poles, right? It's like how you know it, one one end of the pole or the other end of the pole is going to be. Oh yeah. A different distance than the middle of the globe right. or because um, they do have an axis that tilts yeah yeah those yeah yeah so those those things yeah it, it makes sense now that you but it it is re- relative to the full object called the earth it's yes. the that's in perigee which is the when it's as close to the earth as it can be and strawberry you uh you guessed it last night when i talked to you about this full strawberry moon uh-huh. Yeah, it's called a strawberry moon. Why? Because it's strawberry season. Yes. Is just starting. <laughs> yeah. And and it, <laughs> it's like strawberry season in my neck of the woods is a shortish season, like maybe a month or something. Oh, yeah. 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 It occurs during that small period, and that's why yeah. they call it a strawberry moon. So it makes, makes sense that if that is a short cycle, if the right. moon consistently falls into that then call it a strawberry moon yeah yeah and it's not because of the color a lot of people think it's because of the color but right i bet they're disappointed (laughs) you know looking out there going hey where's the strawberry yeah they just need to they just need to go to the grocery store eat some strawberries (laughs) they'll be fine right 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 do you like strawberries oh yes fresh strawberries. strawberries on ice cream or just by themselves i like them by themselves but i do like a touch of sugar with them oh okay but sometimes they're fine but generally i find they might not be quite uh as ripe as i'd like yeah or a little tart more tart but yeah they're um they're a wonderful thing you can get them all year round now 
Yeah. Um, but um, and Chile produces some darn nice strawberries. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, Chile. It, 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 a bunch of the uh, yes, a bunch of the produce in the winter yeah. uh, <clears throat> is from there. Oh, okay. So, so you get some you strawberries know. and you get some Chilean sea bass and you're all set. <laughs> no, no, I don't get that Chilean sea bass. <laughs> that's another. That's another subject altogether. How we're uh, uh, messing up our environment. Oh, take- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's a subject for another time. Yes, but yes, yes. strawberries. Yeah, the, when I was younger is when I learned sprinkle sugar on the strawberries. It generates yeah. its own juice like strawberry and that's like something that happens it's like if you cut the strawberry and just let it sit it doesn't yeah i still prefer them fresh personally if you know if they're really good they're wonderful right just with nothing just yeah uh but but it's so hard to get that these days yeah are there strawberry picking places out there yeah indiana has okay uh, northern indiana has uh some berry picking it's and that's okay except you're bending down right so you're you know you're bending down all the time oh yeah yeah. if you go picking right let's go to the moon travel portion really quick before we get on to okay you know what i don't know should we talk about the moon landing stuff or the artemis program or should we just leave I, i mean i think we we hit a lot of moon stuff i'll breeze over the artemis program but it's The Artemis program is, it started in December 2017, but it is, we're going back to the moon to learn about, you know, a lot of different scientific experiments are going to be created on the moon. I think they're going to make a structure, um, you know, kind of like a compound on the moon. And then also it's in preparation for getting to Mars. A lot of the- Yeah, that's what what I remember you said. Yep. Which is just unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And at this point, it does sound like it's a one-way trip um, to Mars. But I mean, yeah. you know, uh, maybe they can figure some things out on the on the way. I mean, maybe it's right, all worth right. worth it just to get there and see it and then die. I guess. I I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> it's not just just the U.S. This is uh, the Artemis program. Okay, has different different countries. Basically, they sign uh, a charter, which uh, the Artemis Accords, and it allows them to contribute and participate in this this moon expedition okay. and stuff. Okay. The short-term, stated short-term goal is landing the first woman and person of color on the moon. Uh, whether that yes. is uh, together or separate, I guess it, it could be both. But right. yeah, the first right, woman right. and the first person of color on the moon it's about time, but, but I mean, you know, yeah, I think at this point like, we, we don't really, you don't have to point it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you shouldn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. You, you point but, it out after the fact you go, this woman was a, a trailblazer because she was the first yeah. woman in space or this right. woman is oh, yeah, you know, on the moon. Yeah. yeah. But, but now it's like, you got to say it and it's like, it's yeah, something you're that, right. Okay. Uh, about the Artemis program. Yes. Have you, have you seen Space Force? It, it's the one with the, the guy from The Office, right? It's that's, uh, that's the one that I'm watching on Netflix, Space Force, right? And it has John Malkovich. Yes. Actually, it was your dad who told me to watch the first series. Oh, yeah? When it first came out, he's the one who said it was kind of funny. Yeah. And I, he thought I might like it, and I, and I do. Near the end of the first season... They had um, a complex on moon that was from China and another one from Space Force America. Right. Yeah. And uh, they were like playing tricks on each other and trying to destroy. Uh, it, it, it reminds me of the complexes on the moon that where they're going to do experiments. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. That's the, and that's that's strange, too. Like as far as like, you know, if you land on the moon, do you stake out the territory for whatever country? And, <laughs> exactly. You know, like, Exactly. Or is it just, I guess, technically it belongs to the earth, but still it's like. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every man's, every man's land or something. I watched a few episodes of Space Force until it got to the point where the monkey, that whole thing. No, 
that's right, that's where right, I, right. that's where I checked out. I mean, to yeah. some people it would have been funny, uh, but but for me it wasn't funny, and then that just kind I, of yeah, I know. I know ruined it for mean, me. So. It's not the office. <laughs> no, not not at all, not yeah. at all, and and it's not like uproariously hilarious all the time. It's uh, the whole the whole uh, uh, idea is funny. Yeah, and there are funny parts to it. Yeah, but yeah, it's. Um, little too much conflict blah blah stuff like that yeah and but, and because it's on netflix it's got some shock value to it that that is a little you know you have a lot a lot more freedom when you're on netflix to do a lot of those things which is yeah. good and bad i guess but yeah space force hey i know you're a huge fan of comics nora yeah right right <laughs> you read comic books all the time right here. yeah yeah, yeah. Did you ever do you ever read Jughead comics? I, well, Archie. I, it, sure, sure. I, they weren't my favorites, but yeah. Okay, <laughs> but but anyway, there. Uh, the reason I mention comics is there is a character, and in a service that you don't have that I don't wouldn't expect you to get, mostly because you're not a fan of either Marvel movies or Star right. Wars movies. It's got some really good shows. But they cater to mostly, you know, all the acquisitions that they got recently, like the Marvel stuff. It's Marvel yes, now. Yeah. The Marvel movies all, for the most part, all fall, fall under uh, Disney. And then also you've got um, Star Wars, also Disney now. So those are you know, oh. your two big franchises that are fall under Disney. But, but anyway, Moon Knight is a character in the Marvel universe that I was introduced to when I was very young and Moon Knight was, he served the God of the moon. It was kind of a, an Egyptian mythology sort of thing Okay, where he was, um, you know, like Batman, it's like, it, it kind of like Batman, but if he was, you know, he, he, Batman doing the things that he's doing for the Egyptian god, moon god, Khonshu. Okay. Punishing the wicked for whatever they do. So he's sort of like a a vigilante, right? Like Batman. Yeah. Um, but his his whole backstory, his, fish, his fictitious, you know, his fictional biography, essentially. Yeah. He had some sort of a very traumatic event in his in his childhood, and he ended up developing dissociative identity disorder. Oh, yeah. Which uh, interesting facts about dissociative identity disorder believed to affect about one point five percent of the general population. Okay, that's. But it says based right, on. That's very. It high, says based. Yeah. It says based on one small U.S. community sample. Yeah, okay. So take it with a grain of salt. 3% of those admitted to hospitals with mental health issues in Europe and North America apparently are diagnosed with that. The diagnosis occurs six times more often in women than men. Kind of an odd statistic. And the number of recorded cases have increased significantly in the latter half of the 20th century. But I believe that is to do, due to traumatic events or things that are interpreted as traumatic events getting more traumatic, right? With with the way our society has developed, you know, uh, yeah. there are more opportunities to have these traumatic events in your life that would cause, you know, psychological sort of break. In fact, in the series, the main character who who is part of Moon Knight. This this is you're not gonna you're not gonna watch the series so but you, it starts it starts out as one of the personalities is living this in this body and he he thinks that he's sleepwalking so he's got this shackle and he shackles himself to the bed okay so he doesn't walk off at the you know at night but what is actually happening is he is a different personality. Um, uh-huh. The secondary personality for the main character, uh, who his name is Mark Spector, and this is in the television series. It's a little bit different from the 
comic book series. I'm kind of bouncing back and forth. But it's, you know, just think of Batman, but doing this whole thing for the god of the moon in Egyptian mythology, but he also has multiple personalities, so that gets a little tricky. Yeah, that could be interesting, I gotta say. Yeah, well, I mean, in the, in the comic books, it also has each, each personality, uh, in some cases, can turn into, you know, a version of Moon Knight. So the way they work it in the actual television show, think of Batman in like a white sort of cloak and, and, you know, these moon things that he throws like batarangs kind of, it's a lot like Batman, you know, he's, he looks the part, right? He looks like this thing, but then when the other character, Stephen Grant is the guy, I believe that is the, the guy who talks with an English accent, but when he transforms Uh into moon Knight. He's got a full white suit with a white mask and a moon on it, and it looks really silly. But anyway, <laughs> um, okay. one of the great things about that, it's got the, the villain of the of the whole series is is played by Ethan Hawke, which oh, okay. an excellent actor, right? Yes. Brings a little bit more credibility to the whole production. And the way the whole series starts is, you know, he kind of – I guess he's sort of plays sort of a a cult leader who's trying to revive one of the Egyptian gods. But Oh, okay. Yeah, a particular one that, you know, he follows. But anyway, he does this thing where in its very simple opening to the whole series, he you basically crushes this, you know, these pottery kind of like shards or you know, like glass. He basically breaks yeah. these things, puts yeah. them in his shoes, his Aww. sandals, and then Weird. puts his feet in those sandals and walks on the, the broken the broken glass. Yeah. Yeah, kind yeah. of like yeah. that's what he does. And and this this series also goes in between like a dream world and a real world. And, you know, like in the dream sort of world, he's got bloody footprints because, you know, that's, you know, it's kind of a, it it really, it really kind of shows the, the character in a, in a sort of a way that's kind of like the evil villain, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's not anything to really kind of go out of the way to, to get a subscription to for you, but it's one of the moon related things that I think of. So do you want to talk about video games? I know how much you love video games. <laughs> well, do you have any video games that have to do with the moon? Yes, I do actually. Oh, I'll be. Yeah. Do you remember moon patrol? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> it was an arcade game. 1982. Oh yeah. Developed by Irem, released by Williams. But it was a side-scrolling moon buggy that would jump over uh, pits and rocks. And while it was doing that, you were also shooting ahead of you to to break things ahead of you. And above you, things would fly in. So it was sort of a combination shooter and and driving sort of game that was side-scrolling. Yeah. Yeah, it it sounds like uh, something that I may have seen. Yeah. I never played, but... Yeah. yeah. An interesting sort of first in gaming occurred with that game. Um, are you familiar with the concept of parallax scrolling? <laughs> uh, well, uh, let me say no. Okay. But but you once you explain it, I might go, oh, okay. that's what that is. It, it's, yeah, it's a technique in, well, I mean in video games, but it's also kind of a technique in animation too, where the, oh. the background like you've got layers of scenery and when something is moving the background uh-huh. the, the one in the background that's supposed to be the furthest away moves slower than the one that's uh-huh. in between the two and even that one is even slower than the one that's up front so it looks like there's a 3D perspective because of uh. the way the backgrounds move that that's yeah. what parallax scrolling is. 
Oh, okay. I, I think, no, I, I had not heard of it before. Yeah. Um, it creates the illusion of depth. The image that's closer to you scrolls the fastest, whereas the image further away from you scrolls slower. So that's one of the uh, the first uses, or actually the oh. first use of parallax scrolling. Another game that involves the moon that I sent you a trailer to that you go, eh, was created by Platinum Games, and it is, I think I've mentioned this before, the name of the game is Bayonetta, and it's my favorite, oh. yeah, and it's my favorite game about an angel killing witch that has a suit made of her own hair. Yeah, I didn't get that in the trailer. No, but, but that's, <laughs> you know, people thought that she looked too much like Sarah Palin. So they oh. changed the design of the character. This is like, you know, one of those, we covered oh urban legends, right? But I mean, it's yeah. like one of those things yeah. where it's like, you don't know if it's true or not. But, and I played that game. It's a very weird story. Surprise, surprise. One of the songs in it is a version of the song made popular by Frank Sinatra and Count Basie in 1964, Fly Me to the Moon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that it wasn't always called Fly Me to the Moon? No, I did not know that. It was originally written by a man named Bart Howard in 1954. Oh. And it was originally titled In Other Words. Okay, which is one of the lyrics. Yep. Okay. Do you, do you remember Kay Ballard? I don't remember Kay Ballard. Yes, yes. I'm a lot older. <laughs> she was the first to record in other words. And in oh. 1960, Peggy Lee released a version of that song on her album Pretty Eyes. Uh, okay. And uh, wow. performed, yeah, performed it on the Ed Sullivan show. Okay, okay. Wow. Yeah. All these famous things going on here. Yeah. Did you watch the Ed Sullivan show? Yes. Okay. It was a Sunday night staple. As the song's popularity increased, it became better known by listeners as Fly Me to the Moon. So yeah. then in 1963, allegedly Peggy Lee convinced Bart Howard to make the name of the song permanent by changing it to oh. Fly Me to the yeah. Moon. I don't know how much stock to put in that, but that's an interesting little tidbit. The name's, it's better. Fly Me to the Moon is better. Oh, Yeah. I think so. It's definitely a better title. And the version in the version in Bayonetta was called "Fly Me to the Moon," Infinity Sign Climax Mix. <sighs> okay. One of the things you couldn't get from the trailer is the fact that it's like hypersexualized. This character Bayonetta does a lot of sexual innuendo sort of things, and a lot of her moves are very suggestive uh, one of the things that like the bullet time mechanic is called the climax mode okay okay <sighs> but anyway yeah. but the version of the song that appears at the ending credits is is the brenda lee uh version of the song oh, from okay. her 1963 album all alone am i and they kept <laughs> they kept with that theme i played it on the previous generation from my current generation which is now the last generation, two generations ago, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the, the Xbox 360 is where I played Bayonetta. But the second version, Bayonetta 2, the sequel, came out for an exclusive on Nintendo. But it was their failed experiment called the Wii U. And it was kind oh. of a, like a tablet sort of thing that was you kind of interacted with the television, but also this sort of tablet and just didn't sell. And they later re-released it for the Nintendo Switch. And right. the company that made it is one of my favorite, I mentioned it on the show before, Platinum Games makes a lot of my yeah. favorite games. And this is huh. one of them that they make. Um, okay. If anything would get me to buy a Switch, it would be when uh, Bayonetta 3, which was announced, geez, now like four or five years ago, like yeah, right at yeah. the beginning of the thing. It's like, who knows if it's going to be released? It's, it's at that point. Nintendo had it in a Nintendo Direct, so I'm pretty sure it's almost ready. That would be the game that might just push me over the edge to buy a yeah. Switch. Maybe. I don't know. I'm a fan of it's just it's sheer weirdness. 
So huh. in story well, and stuff. Can I get it on my iPhone? Never mind. Just joking. <laughs> I just don't think it's your kind of, th- it's a, it's a hack and slash kind of three dimensional hack right. and slash. Yeah, it looked, it looked that yeah, it gets, that way. And it gets so. pretty complicated too. I mean, you can't just yam on the buttons. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I, think I can't just move three things close together. No, you don't. Matching have... three. <laughs> it's not a match Sorry. three game. <laughs> Or a spot the difference oh, between the things game. And the last one that I want to mention is another one of my favorite companies called Grasshopper Manufacture. And it was founded oh. by a guy who goes by the name of Suda51. That's what he's known as, Suda51. Oh. But his okay. real name is, uh, I think it's Giochi Suda. And he's one the, the founder of of Grasshopper Manufacture, which also makes a lot of weird sort of games. Story wise, there there was one that I really liked called Shadows of the Damned. Boy, it, it it's kind of a one of those stories that just kind of like I didn't pick it up during the playing of it until the end when it kind of dawned on me what was happening. Oh, but the story involves this demon hunter named. Garcia Hotspur. Okay. Okay. He comes home to find his girlfriend Paula being abducted by the Lord of Demons. And uh, uh, guess what the Lord of Demons name is? The Devil? No, it's Fleming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. Fleming? Okay. The Lord of Demons is, and he's bragging to, you know, the demon hunter, Garcia. And he says he's going to make her relive her death over and over and over again and have him see it. Then he goes after her because, you know, he's in love with yep. her, right? Uh, he goes into the underworld with his demon sidekick named Johnson. Okay. Which is basically a talking skull that is on his gun. It's part of... It's it's a talking skull that's made of metal that kind of he transforms from uh, a gun into a motorcycle. I don't know how that's physically possible. Okay, okay. But all right, good transformer. Yeah, exactly. In the demon world, I guess it's possible, right? Sure, uh, sure. But at the end of the game, you find out the fact that this person who is the girlfriend of Garcia, he's so in love with her that he is basically devoted his life to rescuing her from this demon lord Uh, over and over and over again like well because he's so in love with her it's it's you she ends up being one of the boss fights where you know the this demon lord corrupted her but when he brings her back to earth she reverts back to you know a human uh yeah but it's just it was just kind of like oh wow that's kind of that's kind of romantic you know, he's just doing this over and over again. Why? Because he's right, so right. madly in love with this woman. Never give up. Yeah, know? exactly. That's from that company. Uh, they also make a game called Lollipop Chainsaw, which is about a, a chainsaw-wielding cheerleader from oh, California. Oh, oh okay. That which, sounds great. Yeah. It's yeah. a uh, Suda51 and James Gunn. Have you heard James Gunn? I don't know. Most notably these days, uh, director of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Disney fired him and then rehired him, but he's making Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But anyway, he was one of the, you know, he worked in collaborate collaboration with Suda51 to create the script for this game. She's a cheerleader from a zombie hunting family and just turned 18. And this thing breaks out in her high school and her her boyfriend gets bit. So uh-huh. he's turning into a zombie. She chops his head off and puts it in a okay. jar and oh. he can talk to her. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You know, interesting, uh, fun, weird ass concept. But yeah, you yeah. have, she has this jar with her yeah, right, boyfriend's right, 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 head her in boyfriend's it. Head. Yeah. Uh, that she but, talks to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And every time she'll like, she'll slash zombies with a chainsaw and then like glitter appears and all these like just weird oh. sort of like, you know, cheerleader esque kind of things. But anyway, <laughs> they created this game. Those two were just to give you an idea of where we're going with this. Right. Um, the game that, that reminds me of the moon is called Killer is Dead. 
and it is the moon is a plot element in this game. Oh. People who visit the moon, if they go on the dark side of the moon, they become uh, corrupted by this energy on the dark side of the moon, which is called, okay. yes, the, the energy, they call it malice. Oh, that's very inventive. Yeah. And so you've got this character with another great name. His name is Mondo Zappa. And Mondo <laughs> okay. Zappa... Do you know what his favorite food is? Uh, no. It's soft-boiled eggs. He's a big oh. fan of soft-boiled eggs. He eats oh. them all the time. And, and <laughs> well, actually, he can have them. on the back of the, the manual, it has a recipe for soft-boiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. I thought that was yeah. kind of clever. He works for a company that's called the Brian. He's a new uh, executioner for a company called the Brian Execution Firm. <laughs> <laughs> in the brain execution firm, who oddly enough works in executions, cyborg founder, his name is Brian Roses. Brian Roses, second in command's name is Vivian Squall. She's another a person who executes yeah. people, a contract ah. killer, essentially. Okay. But okay. It's an interesting, sort of weird kind of combination of demon hunting and executing these different things. It was kind of controversial because it did have this mechanic involving, I think it was called gigolo mode, where oh, you had okay. to kind of flirt with female characters by looking at various parts of the body, of their body, yeah. and kind of making glances with them. And the whole thing was, if you got them to a certain point in that meter, you can give them a gift, and that gift will determine whether or not your heart meter yeah. fills up. When it fills up to the top, you get like a special weapon okay. or something. Okay, okay. So that was the only controversial thing is, like, you know, uh, the objectification of women. It was a very right. weird game that involved the Sounds moon. like it. Yeah. yeah. But all okay. these games I like are weird games, so. This is true. You have any interest in playing Lollipop Chainsaw? Say what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is part of the reason why I like it so much is it's got an awesome 80s soundtrack. It's just like throwback. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's so amazing soundtrack. And that's interesting because James Gunn did a similar thing with the development of the Guardians of the Galaxy, where he had this soundtrack okay. that was kind of the part that was kind of the through line of the whole movie was Peter Quill and this soundtrack. But it's uh -huh. very similar uh -huh. with the way he handled Lollipop Chainsaw. Okay. As the title would suggest, the character Juliet Sterling. Okay. Juliet Sterling. Okay. <laughs> Juliet Sterling. Her favorite food is lollipops. Okay. That's a food. Okay. I'm going for the eggs. Yeah. yeah all right. I might have hard-boiled, hard-boiled something. Yeah. But. Not soft-boiled. <laughs> no. God forbid. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so closing out the the moon, close out the moon. Uh, yes, let's close out the moon. That would be a new moon. Hey, look at you. Would, yeah, right, right. That's great. Many people would think that the yes, yes, it would go from uh, a full moon to a waning gibbous, waning waning gibbous, to a quarter moon. Yes, to a waning crescent. Crescent, right to a new moon, which is kind of interesting because you can't see a new moon. Well, you right. can actually see a little glow, but what was I, what, where, where was I going with this? For him? I have <laughs> absolutely no idea. <laughs> Neither do I, but that's me. Well, and you've been very patient listening to my, my video game on moon stuff. So <laughs> you would think that, wouldn't you? Well, but I, you haven't seen, you can't see me here playing my match three games ooh, while you're doing that. <laughs> gosh, darn it. <laughs> Not multitasking true. That's not true. i know not yeah. true yeah yeah do you have any final thoughts on the moon i liked watching it yeah me too sunsets when, when moon in the sunset you know i i like that but i liked it i remember when i lived out in the country uh -huh. and it would be dark i'd come home especially on cold very cold days and you look yeah. up at the sky and there's all these stars out in the country you mm -hmm. know and and if it, the moon, if it was a full or a gibbous um, moon, it it was just, uh, just I, you could see the craters and and everything on the moon, and yeah. you know it was just uh, I just loved looking up 
in the sky and seeing it. And it, it's me and the moon have a thing going, you know. <laughs> we like each other. Well, that's good. That's good. The thing I always liked about the moon in your neck of the woods when I lived out there yes. was when it was snowing. And there was snow yes. on the ground and it was a clear sky and the reflection yes. of the moon. The moon was so bright and it just yes. lit up the snow. It was yeah. just an amazing sort of look. The snow magnifies it kind of, the, oh, yeah. the light. Makes yeah. it so bright. But here, you yeah. know, it's the really interesting part is when it kind of, you get that red glow off of, you know, as yeah. as the sun is setting and if you, at the right time of year, you get the moon showing up while it's either sunset or sunrise. But Yes, yes, yes. But who's up at sunrise? Who knows? So. Not me. I wake up at the crack <laughs> yeah. of noon. Yep, so, yep, yep. Oh, you know what? The moon's not made of cheese. That's the last thing that I want to ah, say about the moon. okay. The okay. moon yeah, is well, not made of cheese. But if it was made of cheese, what cheese would it be made of? Go. No, 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 no. It would be blue cheese, okay? Gar- gorgonzola. Okay. Uh, it would be... <laughs> It kind of looks like gorgonzola or blue cheese, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got a chunk to it. I think you're right. I think that's exactly what it is. I was I was hoping you would say something that made sense like that. Uh, it could be feta, like I guess. Feta <laughs> yeah. could be feta cheese, but you know, most likely right. gorgonzola. Yeah, I think you're right. It looks like it. You know, it's no, kind it's of true. a whitish and off-white, and there's little blue lines going through. Yeah, it. yeah. It's, Nora, thank you for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate it. I kind of sprung it on you, but I appreciate you being on the show with me. It was a pleasure. And and let me say before you go, this show is important to me uh-huh. because it's your anniversary show, oh. your one year anniversary show. Yes, that is true. That is true. And, and it and, kind of the, and I just, the full moon. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank thank you very much. Hopefully. We'll be able to do this, keep it going another year. But yeah, the first yes, year of yes. of our show, celebrate with the full moon. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. So all right, we so can, you can end now. <laughs> okay. And on that note, my name is Ben, and I'm Nora, and we've been your hosts. Have a wonderful night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>